is joining. Turn the volume up. Hello. Evening, mate. How hey. are we? You good? Yeah, I'm all good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, man. I'm all right. I thought I was that was. I was just panicking then because I was, I was speaking to the camera and then my mum came in and went, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Mum, I'm going live." <laughs> I was getting on waiting for him off the door, waiting for him to come in. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just saying too, I was just checking uh, on my Apple Watch before this, because before I do any of these, the nerves, the 15 minutes of nervousness I get before it, and I I'm looked, glad. it was 95 <laughs> beats per minute I was on, and I was just sitting here panicking. Oh, God, I don't know what I'm on. My, um, my <laughs> watch at the minute, but I bet mine's through the roof. <laughs> but with that nervous, it's weird. But it's weird, right. isn't it? I always think that because I always try to do my, my hardest thing. I try to do at the beginning of the day. Always said, do you, do your hardest thing in the morning. That's it. Eat the frog. But with this, I can't. I can't. But I appreciate doing the hard things in the morning now. Yeah, I'm not doing a podcast at six a.m. in the morning. <laughs> no, especially a live one. Not that. <laughs> exactly. So, um, one one thing I want to try and delve into is a lot into your life and. Yeah. Because you brought so much value to my life, I feel like the audience would benefit from it a lot. Yeah. Because I yeah. remember when I, when I first got you as a coach, I remember I went to my friends, I was like, oh, I've got a coach. And a lot of them was like, what? What's that? Like, a lot of people don't fully comprehend it. So do you want to go through probably what you do day by day and what your job is or what your role is as such? Yeah. So, <laughs> so at the minute, it's a bit different. Um, obviously, we've got... Um, but usually, um, I actually started off as an online coach, so just doing what me and you do now. Mm -hmm. uh, I think with the with the day and age we're in, it's sort of it's better for a lot of people, um, and not everyone needs that sort of personal trainer with them in the gym, sort of every time they go. But the majority of people know sort of what they're doing; they just need someone to be accountable to and um, check in with them every now and again. Um, so yeah, I started off as an online coach, but to be honest, it it didn't take up as much as my time as as I thought it was gonna. Mm -hmm. So sort of once you've had the initial consultation, once you spoke to them a bit, um, and I find especially with guys as well, you sort of you give them the plan, you tell them to go and do it, and they'll go and do it, and you sort of yeah. you won't hit from a week. And for me, that was a bit at the start, especially it was a bit like well. I'm not really providing them with that much value. And it's not that. It's just that, you know yourself, I'll, I'll tell you to do something, you'll go away and do it, and you'll come back a week after you've done it. Um, but for me, that was quite hard to deal with. Um, so after, I'd say after about two months of doing that, I was like, nah, I can't, I can't sit at home waiting around all week, waiting for someone to text and ask me something. Okay, it's not yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, helping people's great, and I still got that. But sort of for me personally, day to day, it was it was killing me. Sat at home all day, working at a laptop, pretty much doing nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, like boring. So I applied for a position in a gym, um, and my plan was never to go into into one to one training. It wasn't really something I wanted. I had that much of a desire to do. I started more out of it. Started out of boredom. I just needed something. Um, and from there, yeah. So I work in the gym, sort of three four days a week. The rest of my time is spent training doing check-ins writing plans answering questions um and just that yeah but i love it i love it yeah because it's, it's a specific it's a specific job being a coach it's not like many other 
jobs is there? You've got to be a certain type of person to yeah. be a coach. Yeah, I've thought about this before, actually. I think, I think people know as well there's, there's certain types of jobs in the world that you can not get away with, but your reasons for doing it most of the time don't matter. I think there's a few world where, like with this one, my, my reason for doing this is I know for a fact there's, there's nothing else on planet Earth that gives me as much satisfaction or as much filming as knowing that I've helped someone. And yeah. I think in this, in this line of work or what we do, whatever you want to call us, personal trainers, coaches, whatever, if that isn't your number one driving factor and that's not your reason for doing it, then I think you're in the wrong game. I, think I agree. Yeah, there's, there's other things, other benefits as well, but number one, your desire to help people and the feeling you get from that, that, that has to be, that has to be the main thing. Has I completely to be. agree because if you're in it for the money, it won't, it just, you won't see the payoffs as much or yeah. if you're in it. And secondly, you'll very soon realise that being in it for the money isn't that big of a reason. <laughs> <laughs> <In it. laughs> you're probably toast to begin with. Yeah. So, so is it always been a plan of yours to be, be, be a coach? Because obviously to be a coach, you've got to be a very, empathetic person you've got to be very kind but you've got got to be disciplined as such and you've got to kind of tell people what to do but without with empathizing what yeah. they want to do at the same time the danger of that especially in i'll come back to question but especially in our industry that you know for instance say i was to go and get a coach and i said to him or her i wanted to look i want to achieve this by this date um tell me what to do whatever they said I'm going to go and freaking do it. So can I can ask, we swear or not? Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> oh, shit, so I'll just stop myself then. So I'm going to go and freaking do it. So whether they say, you know, for the next six months, you're eating freaking rice, chicken and broccoli and training six times a week, I'm going to go and do it. Now, we've got to understand that not everyone's like that and nor should they be. We, we can't expect people to be like that. So yes, you've got to be hard. You've got to be empathetic. Um, but I think one of the main things is realising that not everyone's going to be like you. But that doesn't mean they don't deserve help or they still can't achieve what they want to achieve. Um, so in terms of when I sort of realised I wanted to be a coach, I'm not, I'm not sure of the moment, you know. I mean, going, going through, through school and whatnot growing up, I was always majorly sporty. Um, played football, rugby all through school. But in terms of going to an actual to an actual gym, I think it was, I don't know, six, 15, 16 before I actually stepped foot in a gym. Um, I suppose the same for most people, really, with the legalities of it. Um, but even from like a personal training point of view, I don't think I was even aware that that was, was an actual job. I wasn't aware it was something people did. And I, I, in school, I did my GCSEs. I left. And that summer, I was, I was convinced I was... I hated school. I wasn't going back. I was done. I was going to get a job doing whatever. As long as I didn't go back to school, I was not bothered. And it, um, it was actually my mum actually that said, you know, be careful, give yourself a backup. So just in case, mm -hmm. uh, apply for sixth form. And lo and behold, she was right. <laughs> back at school. <laughs> but long story short, that didn't um, go valid for me. I lasted three months and then, and then I left. And I was actually looking for I was scrolling through online, looking for jobs as you do, and a level two fitness instructor course came up in, in Manchester, a three-week course, and level two fitness instructing is basically the 
the entry-level entry qualification you need to be able to legally work on a gym floor. I mean, mm. you could teach it to an elephant. Like, it's, it's not difficult. <laughs> it's just what you need to do to, to work in the gym. Um, so I did that, enjoyed that, passed that, whatever. But I'm, I wasn't still sure that I had that feeling of, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. It was just something maybe to, you know, kill a bit of time. I've got that. Um, and then again, I was looking for jobs and a level three PT apprenticeship came up at a local gym of mine. Uh, so level three is, again, the next qualification, which is the bare minimum you need to, to coach clients. So I did that. And I think I was at that gym for for about a year um just over and essentially my my head fell off <laughs> i became too consumed <laughs> this idea of what a personal trainer was um i became obsessed with what i ate how much i trained i don't think i ate a meal with my parents for like six months because i couldn't wow. no you something like that and i remember like freaking out if they were going to get a takeaway or sorry like it's bad um and and yeah, I just became and bearing in mind that I was sixteen, seventeen at a time at an age when when you're a young lad, you're supposed to be going out and seeing your friends and you know, enjoying yourself and messing about doing whatever. And I became so consumed in that that it, it all became too So I left there, I went to work for my, my dad owns a manufacturing company, so I worked there for four years. But during that time of working at the gym, even though <laughs> my head fell off eventually and became too much. <laughs> was a lot of the time that I thought, I thought I really, really enjoy this. Um, and I kind of knew even when I worked for that four years that I had an idea in the back of, it's still something I want to, I want to go to eventually when I don't know, but I did want to come back to that because like we said before, the feeling of, the feeling of helping people is just, is one that's yeah. so much for me. Um, so it was actually, I will get to the answer eventually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It was at the end of the first, the first actual lockdown and me and my good mate Josh, who people watching this will know from Syntho and you and me, um, we went on a walk and it was at the time he was just starting uh, Syntho actually. So he was, he was dead excited. He was buzzing and loads of amazing ideas. And at the end of a walk, <laughs> at the end of the walk, we, there was a place serving takeaway pints and I don't know what it was. I don't know what was in the pint or... I don't know if it's because I hadn't drunk in about four months, but <laughs> I was absolutely smashed off my head off one pint. Um, so he basically said he was he was buzzing, that excited, and he was asking about what I was doing and whatnot. And I was on furlough at the time, and you know I said to him like, eventually I want to I want to get back into coaching and, and do this. This is what I do. So in in kind of words, he basically said, "Well, what the fuck are you waiting for?" and it was true. I kept telling myself, that, yeah, yeah, one day I'll do it. One day I'll do it. Would I have done it? I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, got home, started planning. And I think seven or eight weeks later, I'd handed in my notice at work. Um, and I was officially self-employed on my own. Wow. And I'm a coach, I know. So if it wasn't for that walk and that pint, I don't actually know what I'd be doing now, you know. Yeah, that's, that's crazy thinking about that. I mean, it just, just comes across like that. Wow, because I, I think I think that happens with a lot of things, doesn't it? And not knocking anyone because I was the same, but it's easy just to say, "Oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it soon. I'll do it soon." And until yeah. the actual moment, not you're forced to do it, but something happens or switches that you you go That's and do what, it. It's it was similar to me like that with with because you know obviously you know I'll be joining the navy. Is my 
I was pushing it back for years. Uh, and I mean, a good two years, my mum was, was kind of throwing it down my throat. I was like, get off my back. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then I was an agency at my previous work or my previous, previous work. Um, and they got rid of me. And it kind of just, they got rid of me. And I walked out of the office smiling. And I was like, I'm just yeah. going to quit. Like, yeah. now's the time to go and join the Navy. Obviously, it's a big waiting game for me at the moment. But that, it was weird. Something so weird of, of getting sacked from a job clicks for me. And I was like, right, I'm joining the Navy. And I remember walking out of the office being sacked, happy. Yeah. I said, <laughs> we had this conversation the other day about, you know, something happened. And I said, you'll probably look back on this in a few, I don't know, a few weeks, few months' time. And, it could turn out to be the best, the best thing yeah. that ever happened. Yeah. Even though it doesn't feel like it right at the time, it's like, and it's hard to see that. And uh, I know when people, when other people say it to you, it's like piss off, mate. But it, 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 nor, it normally is the way, and it normally is because you're a good lad and you you'll make the best yeah. of it. What I think. Yeah, but I yeah, completely agree with with the fact what you said. Then is obviously for anyone who doesn't know. Unfortunately, I lost my job last week. Um, and I was I was a bit in the dumps last week thinking, bloody hell, I enjoyed that job. I only worked three days a week. I had four, four days to work on Orange and my fitness and spend time with my family. And then push comes to shove, I've ended up getting near enough, a, an amazing job off this. That yeah. paid near enough double from what I was on. So I've come out doing good, but it's just them first initial bits of when you're all fuzzy and all blurred up where it's bad. So tough, you're emotional and you're rational and it's I'm, I'm the worst for it, man, like reacting them. But it's I think important to remember as well and thing thing that took me last year is you know, whatever whatever has happened in, in your life to this point, you know, what however hard it's been that by the fact that you're still sat here you're okay, you've always been strong enough to deal with it. So no happened, you you've always been fine. So yeah. what is it that makes you think now that this time's going to be any different. Mm. You've, you've got of, you've got to have faith in or trust in yourself that you're going to be able to handle it and your future self will handle whatever happens to you. But like I say, it's, it's so easy for me to sit here now and say that. In yeah. the afternoon, it is so, so tough. And yeah. outing on Insta ain't going to change that. But you've just got to always remember, whatever's happened in the past, you, you're still sat here now and you've dealt with it. Deal with the things in it. So, so why is it that such weak, you see a lot of PTs or coaches as such just do PT and coaching. So why is that that you are pushing that extra mile and doing these 100k runs and Iron Iron Men or Iron Mans, as you say? So I don't know if that... You see them a lot. I remember when I first said to my friends, oh, my, my coach is doing 100k. And they're kind of like, all right. And I went, <laughs> one second, my coach is doing 100k. It is 62.18 miles or whatever it is. I went, do you understand what that is? And you can take five seconds, I think, 62 points. That's like from here to Liverpool type of thing. It, it's... Someone, someone said that. Someone was like, when, I think it was just before, just after doing it, like what you knew afterwards. I was like, oh, I don't know yet. Um, and I think, I think she said like, oh, you could run, run City to City. I think, I think I looked at Liverpool and I think even running there still wasn't as far. <laughs> it was crazy. So, so what is it inside you that makes you do that then? What is, is there something just... Um, I, I, I thought about this a lot, you know, um, and I'm not sure. I don't know if it, I mean, I know, I know when you say in question it is in like comparing to other PTs and coaches and whatnot, 
I mean, the majority of ultra runners and people who do these things aren't, aren't coaches. So I don't know that crossover. But for me, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've always had this thing where, whether it's good or bad is subjective, but I've always wanted to do, to do more. I've never wanted to, to, be, to be better than anyone else, but I've always wanted to do, or do more than anyone else, but I've always wanted to do more than sort of I did yesterday or did in the past. I always want to go above and beyond. I think early on it came from a place of maybe insecurity, maybe fear of failure, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a sense of like perfectionism in terms of, you know, it, unless I do these, not these crazy things because I wasn't doing this forever, but unless I, I keep doing more and I keep being my best, what that, that means, or unless I'm perfect, then I don't know, I won't be loved or people won't appreciate me or anything like that. There was a time as well, actually, I think I spoke to someone about this last year and this has always stuck with me and more than a thought. There was a time when I was in year year five or six and me and a bunch of other kids from my football team got uh, invited to go down to the trials for a team called Mac Town. And we went down, there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids there. My dad took me um, and I, I didn't do well. And I, I come home in the car and I knew I didn't do well and I was, I was gutted and I knew I wasn't going to get selected or whatever. And I remember my mum ringing in the car and my dad was on hands-free and she said, well, how did he do? And my dad said he didn't, he didn't get stuck in. And that was in his words saying, you know, he didn't, he didn't try hard enough. He didn't do his best or he didn't work hard enough or whatever. And the more I think about it now, the more potentially I think it could be something to do with, with little things like that. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know where I developed the love for doing things that suck, but I do love it, and I don't think that's ever going to. I love I love in the I love in the midst of it. I love I love pushing yourself in that moment, and I love the feeling at the end of it, like you all know with your, with your marathon. The yeah. feeling. Don't compare. Say, Nothing that really compares, is there? It's, it's undescribable. Um, but yeah, I mean, in ter- in terms of that and doing more, I guess because I'm the type of person that always wants to do more. I mean, I ran my first half marathon in April 2019. Did the very first lockdown last year, I ran my first marathon, and then it's a case of what's next. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, from- yeah. Is it because because I struggle with that too? Is it? And I remember you putting something on your story the other day about. Do you reckon it's the feeling of of never really fully being satisfied or content? Because that's something I, I was speaking to my mum because I always go to my mum before a podcast ago. Is there anything that you'd ask that I would just so I see someone else's? And I, she knows better than anyone. It's hard for me to be content. I've very rarely been like, right, sound, that's enough. It's either when I was partying, it's like, right, I'm staying for another two more hours. Or if it's yeah. doing if it's doing business, right, I need yeah. to make a hundred quid. Or whatever it is, it's always I need to do that one step more. So yeah. you, do you feel like that's with you too? In some aspects. <laughs> It, it's so hard it's so hard because you'll know yourself in some aspects it serves you really really well you don't want to lose it like yeah like try, trying to better yourself and and keep doing more and keep pushing is is in a lot of ways is is a really good thing but it's, it'll fuck you up it'll fuck mm. you up and i, I suppose I, I mean i can't answer why people do it i, I, I haven't got a clue I don't know the psychology behind it but it's just i think it's just learning what that balance is yeah, and, I mean, as you, I think it just happens as we grow up, grow up older anyway. That, that we'll learn that, and as we as we have experiences, we'll we'll learn that. 
Um, but yeah, what, why we do it, I don't know. And why I do it. Because <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people care like, window, like there's no chance. Like what's the point in it? But people, yeah. for example, when I seen you do it, I was like, I need to do it, I need to do it, I need to do it. And I get, you get obsessed on the idea of, of yeah. putting yourself that one bit further. That, that's a good point actually as well. I think that's the thing. I mean, I'm always, I've always told myself that I've, I've never been bothered about sort of, like I said to you before, I've never been better, uh, bothered about being better than anyone else or competing against anyone. But it's true that when you see, when you see other people doing, doing certain things like, freaking hell, I should be doing that. Or <laughs> when I ran the 100k and I see, I see him come home and then Goggins is posting that he's just run like 200 <laughs> miles. Oh, there's, all, there's always like, there's always someone doing more. There's always someone doing more. And there's yeah. someone doing more. And that's important. Remember as well to not get too consumed in that because no matter who you look up when you think freaking out and put them on a pedestal in some in some aspects of their life or in some of the circles they're in what they do diminishes in comparison to to what the other to what the people they're with do um yeah. so it's, it's important to remember that too um but yeah going back I, I don't i don't know why i do it i really don't <laughs> not a clue. Not a clue. So, one thing also, which helps, what is a bit of a long, long question, is who or what drives you to be better then? Is it yourself or is it, like we said, when you see something like Goggins or what, what is it that drives you to be better? And what's yeah. the goal? Yeah, so, so this probably crosses over to what we just spoke about. Um, like I say, earlier on, I think maybe it's coming from a place of insecurity for a failure not being enough. I always used to say as well, that my, my, my thing was, you know, people ask me like, oh, why do you what you do? And my, my thing was in life, like, oh, my only goal in life is to make my mum proud. I, that was used to be my thing. I just want to make my mum proud. I very quickly or realised that <laughs> no matter what I did, my mum would always be proud of me. <laughs> as an excuse, like, I'm, I'm not running 100k to make my mum proud. Trust me. <laughs> you want me to do it. Um, but, yeah, so I, I used to say that, I realised I couldn't use that. Um, I think if I'm honest with myself, there's, I think there's a lot of ego involved. Um, mm. And I think there's still an element of, you know, people expect this of me, like I, I need to do this, which is which is stupid. I know it's stupid, but I, I still think there's an element of that. And then I, I also, I know we're talking about being a coach, being empathetic and understanding people. And I always try and do that. I always try and see things from other people's perspectives as best I can but a part of me thinks like why would you not want to push yourself do you know what I mean why why, why would you not want to be the best you could possibly be uh, whatever you have to do whatever you, you choose to do whatever you get to do why would you not want to push yourself to be the best you know the, if you're doing something by way of virtue you, you, you're having to do it the time's going to pass anyway you, you're doing it so why would you not want I can't, I can't for the life of me understand these people that sort of accepts just, just, just coasting. I'm not saying you have to set world records or anything, but in terms of you and you as a person, why would you not want to be, not compared to everyone else, why would you not want to be the best person that you could possibly be? Mm -hmm. I, I can't get my head around that. I and it's as cliche as it sounds, you know, people say this all the time, we're, 
we're all going to die one day. And you heard the phrase sometimes, but when, <laughs> when I'm laying on my deathbed, wherever that is, I don't want to be sat there and thinking, you know, what if? Like, what if I'd have just worked a bit harder at that? What if I'd have just gone for that a bit more or tried that? That fucking terrifies the life out of me. That yeah. really terrifies the life out of me. And it's not about, I don't care. I don't care what job I end up doing. I don't care how much money I have or how many cars I have or what I achieve. But if I can lie down on my deathbed and say, nah, fucking, I, I did my best. Like, I can honestly say, like, I gave everything the, the best shot or I worked as hard as I could, had fun along the way, I was kind to people, then then for me, I'm job done. Yeah, I completely agree. There's a, there's a famous quote, quote I really, really like, and it's weird, because as soon as you hear it, it gives you a little click, and it's, every man has two lives, and his second one starts when he realises he's got one. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, as soon as I realised, it's like, it's so true. I went, a lot of people yeah. live life like it's going to happen tomorrow, no matter what God you believe in, or if you think you're going to come back as another human. I'm not bothered. This life, I've got it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. wasting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You, not, not that I mean, no one's ever asked me this question, but you hear people say, like, oh, you're scared of death or whatnot. And it's like, well, you know, like, would you want to live forever? It's like, well, no. Like, part of, no reason like we're so lucky with this is that it's going to end one day and that is that should be a pretty big motivator for people like there's only so much not not time you can waste but there's only it's a limited span do you know what i mean and the fact that this is going to end one day, I don't know when it is but it is so why would you not want to try and do everything you possibly can before it does and just that that's one thing i can't <laughs> i've really struggled to to sort of not sympathize with people but i, I can't get my head around it why you wouldn't want to try and do your best i can't i can't understand it because one over the years of me growing as a person too is I, i've done a lot of things and one thing i've got down here i want to talk about well you look back and you say regret but and then i look back and think what would have been worse me doing something and failing and being the embarrassment of failing or me regretting not doing it and the feeling of regret is so much worse than the feeling of failing. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I would argue the only way to fail is to not, is to not try it all. And that's cringy as it sounds, but and you're never going to know, are you? Exactly. How, how scared, because the, the, like, the emotions attached with failure are, like you said, Dan, you said embarrassment, you let people down or whatever. But that, like you said, that, how, why are we so scared to be a little bit embarrassed? Like, we, should, we shouldn't be embarrassed. We shouldn't be embarrassed and we've not let anyone down. But how is that such like a, a driving factor in our lives that it will put us off? It will put doing so many things, it will put them off that we can't just overcome that. And like you say, the, the feeling of regret is, is far worse. It's far, far worse. Yeah, it is. Many people regret the things that, obviously you might regret them instantly, but once the years pass, I don't think many people regret the things that they've, they've done. I think most of the time it's like, fucking hell, I wish I would have done that. I wish I'd have tried that. Wish I worked a bit harder at that. It's very rarely like, oh fucking hell, I wish I'd have done that. Oh, no, I think all the that I've done some silly things in my past, some really silly things that have got me into a lot of trouble. But I even look back now and I, sp I speak to my mum and I go, I'm thankful it all happened. Yeah, yeah. I am thankful the silly things and the stupid stuff I've done in my past. I've done it because I, the, the person I was before all that 
was just an awful person. I, I used to look look at people and think if they didn't have nice claws on, they were a nice person. I used to look yeah. down at people. I was very negative all the time. Going through all that hardship and going through all that failure has opened my eyes to stuff. Of just, it's not about that. It's about, it's about just being a nice, kind-hearted person at the end of the day and always trying to be better. Yeah, and you you, you start to think, don't you? It's like you can think like, would would I be where I am today? Would I be the type of person I'm today if, if all that hadn't have happened? And if you don't know, then I guess it's like, well, I'm freaking glad it did then because I like the type of person I am now. Yeah. Kind of like, so like I said, just be grateful for it, I guess. And the worst. Yeah. Comes makes a funny story it does it does make <laughs> a funny story at the end of the day so yeah obviously we talked talked about you if there's any regrets so what's an actual day in the life or the day-to-day -day routine for you because one thing i've learned from you is get a routine mm -hmm. well i kind of had already had one before it with my journal and i wrote what i did and when i did it but how important a routine is yeah um so probably yeah. go over what you do and then maybe what you think the importance of a routine actually is yeah. Ooh, i'm probably too too fixated routine sometimes and plan and knowing what i'm doing i quite like certainty um which again sometimes is good but again sometimes it's a downfall um so actually it's interesting this and i thought about this a lot recently in terms of in terms of routine and i think I think morning routine is a big one for people at the minute. And I think last year and the past few years especially, I mean, I got to a point where my morning routine was, was not morning. It was lasting half a fucking day. So, like, we, we see all these things and in terms of like, we're talking about routine and like bettering yourself and self-development. It's very easy to get swept along in just doing all the things that you think are associated or should come with self-development. So, you know, I was freaking reading, stretching, doing yoga, going on walks each morning and all that. Like, you stop and you think a bit and it's like, why Why am I doing that? Am I doing it because it's actually taking me closer to the type of person I want to be? Is it making me a better person? Or am I just doing it because it's what an Instagram caption said I should be doing to, to better myself? Um, and it's easy to get swept along in that. So, So now my morning routine is pretty much two things. I read and I stretch. Um, and when I'm stretching, I listen to a podcast. Now on an average, an average work day, it can change. We're training at the minute and if it's a weekend, doing check-ins. But I'd say get up, read, stretch, uh, food. I'll do my um, sort of cardio training for the day first thing in the morning or after a run and stretch. So run, cycle, swim. And then if I'm working, work shift, might have a few clients. Um, and then sort of if I've got any strength work to do, I'll do that in the evening. Evening routine's probably where I struggle quite a bit. You'll know yourself how hard it is. Yeah. I think that is at night putting your freaking phone down. Yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's hard. So, so hard. Um, but yeah, people say you, your morning routine actually starts the night before and I need to try and remember that a bit more. Um, but yeah, in, t in terms of people having a routine, what I'd say to them is, is try and really be be quite specific. Um, be specific about how you want to better yourself because it's quite a vague term. So think about the things, think about the exact type of person you want to be and 
not not what anyone else wants you to be, not what you think you should be, but who's the type of person you want to be. And once you're clear on that, once you've got clarity on that, we all know deep down what <laughs> what we should be doing if we understand that. I think the hard part is and where people go wrong is getting swept along in in what they think they should be doing, when in reality it's not what it's not what they want to be doing. A good way to do it is to is to take things out of your of your morning routine or you, or any kind of routine and see if you actually feel any different. Does it actually affect your life in any way? I mean, don't sleep for three days. You'll soon fucking realise that sleep's pretty damn important. <laughs> you don't, don't drink water for two days. You'll soon realise that yeah. water's important. I know for a fact that if I didn't stretch each morning, that I would I would get injured. I know for a fact that if I didn't read each morning, then I won't be as mentally sharp or I won't be as, have as much clarity kind of thing. Um, I know if I didn't exercise as probably exercise too much but as much as I did that I feel groggy and lethargic so I know everything I do now in terms of bettering myself I know they all serve a purpose and I know I know they all work mm -hmm. so it's that being being really clear about the type of person you want to be and then just a lot with self-awareness too into it be in being aware of what you want to be because one thing I did I struggled with growing up when I was a lot younger was I always wanted to be who my friends wanted me to be or who social media wanted to be. But no, I am who I want to be. Well, I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. But people get lost in all that, don't they? But it, it's so easy, isn't it? You have, you have the external pressures. You have, you know, you have what your parents think you should do. Luckily, I've got really supportive parents, so I've never really had that issue. But then you've got some people have their friends want to do society. And then coupled on that now, the age we're now with social media, mm -hmm. it's like, and then there's the internal conflict. It's like constantly being, you feel like you're being judged. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just be really clear about who you want to be and, and try not to get, to get swept along in it. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's definitely a tough one, but it's definitely needed. One thing, one thing that definitely Goggins says this is if you want to find out you are, just go for a big long run. Go through <laughs> suffering. Go through suffering where you're at the lowest of lows of your life. Like one thing, I, I always go back to me here, but one thing I went through a load of crap that I put myself through years ago and I was really down in the dumps. But down in them dumps when I was suffering and I was feeling like shit, I found out who I was and I do definitely believe in that. You've got to go and do a bit of suffering. Yeah. Yeah, you, you learn. I, I would say like I learned, I've never learned so much about myself as I did during, during that run. Yeah. It's not the only way you can find yourself or but it's it is it's a good way to do it it is a good way to do it. good but painful oh, freaking hell yeah i don't know if it's actually worth it yeah, i think as well i get I think speaking specifically about social media it's tough as well because people that i, I i'm aware i post a lot on, on socials i'm on it a lot probably a bit too much I convinced myself it's for my work, but a lot of the time I'm <laughs> to be lazy. But you sort of you you build this idea or you present this idea to people about who you are, and then it's almost like well, you, you can't drop below that because it's what people are expecting of you, mm -hmm. and it's sort of set the standard for yourself. As for instance, I've set a standard that you know I'm always out doing things, I'm always getting after it, being productive, and it's like I'm not I'm not saying that anyone freaking that I'm some kind of important guy that people expect things from, but internally it's like if i have a day where i'm not up to that and i just fucking want to sit in bed all day and do nothing it's like shit like do you know what i mean people are going to be thinking fucking hell what's he doing like it should be like and i think with as well to so going back to goggins and 
appreciate some people watching this who don't know who what he is. But I think there's a <laughs> there's an element for him. I don't know the guy, but there must be that he knows and he is like on the such high level that he knows there's millions and millions and millions of people waiting for him to go and do something mad. And like mm-hmm. the pressure of that must just be it must be insane. And yeah. he, he's end of his, his book actually that you know he's I think his reasons for doing it was early on he's running away from some from from things you know trying to prove stuff to people and he said he at the end of his book he he found peace and that he don't feel like he needs to do he needs to do that anymore and I really hope that's the case because I'm not sure him <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's built such a following now and I'm not sure he expected to do it but the, the, like I said, the, the pressure of having the millions of people waiting for you because you're that guy. Mm. You're get someone going to do it no matter what. And the pressure of that must just be... Overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. A bit too much. When's he going to stop, man? I know, it's scary. Stop? I want to go on holiday or something and have a break, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, you obviously set yourself challenges. What about the 4x4x48 gogging? Oh, that's an, that's another stupid thing I do as well because as soon as I do right right now I'm supposed to be in the middle of running bloody 21 half marathons in 21 days <laughs> I ran I think it was what day we are now Thursday I think was it Sunday I think I ran I ran a half marathon on Sunday which is like the first I ran since the 100 mate I couldn't fucking move <laughs> and I woke up and I was like yeah this isn't happening <laughs> like I'm on day one <laughs> I'm missing happening so that's that's another stupid thing I do like I'll, I'll do this on social media again and like not that anyone cares but it's another level of accountability in it so i'll see something I'll, I'll be freaking wrapped up in bed in a dead good like warm environment and i think yeah i'll do that and i'll be like I'll do that and then next day i'm like shit yeah you couldn't have said that yeah said that, that. that the, the like the 100k thing was done in a day like whatever the 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 thought of doing something relentlessly like that so like there was a guy recently, I don't know if you saw, I kept sharing, that was that ran like 31 marathons in... Four-hour marathons in 31 days. Yeah. Just like... Pfft. So the, the relentlessness of that, of, I always say this, like imagine being on that fifth day, like halfway through the marathon and thinking, I've still got another 26 to go. It's like, what? So I think, I think the, like, the relentlessness of something like that tempts me. So doing... Like, I wanted to do the 21, 21 days, realised that wasn't happening. So the four by four in forty eight is is tempting. It's, it's tempting, but uh, it, apparently it's another level of hard that you don't even realise because your body doesn't go into full recovery. It's yeah, it's the sleep deprivation as well, and you've got to remember. So what is it? Is it is it like seven seven k seven a bit k? Uh, yeah. So you pace yourself. What you're looking at? I don't know. You're doing well. Thirty five minutes for each one. So that means by the time you get back, the time you get settled down, you've got three and a bit hours before you've got to do another one, and it's like. When you break down like that, that is not much time to recover. No. Like, when do you sleep? I know. <laughs> it's like, ah, when do you eat? Like, so I don't, I don't know. But I guess the thing, the thing with like these, these ones, the day after day. I mean, everyone's fingers crossed. This is the last lockdown now that we have to go through. But I'm probably never going to get a chance to do something like that again. If yeah. you know what I mean? Because when I'm when working and got responsibilities and stuff like four days I'm, I'm not running I'm not <laughs> 21 days um so yeah that tempts me i definitely won't be doing it this weekend which is when i think goggins is doing it I uh, so. but I, I think that's the one that is a, it's a good one isn't it? i want to do definitely yeah. 
So, so for the people who are listening now or who are going to listen back on Apple Music, Spotify, all of it, what are some little... You've, you've taught me a lot of little tips and tricks of just finding happiness, gratitude, success. What are little tips and tricks? Honestly, we could open a whole can of worms here. What are little tips and tricks you can give them to probably... Like one thing you give me that helped me massively, it was the three things you're grateful every day. Every single day, I write three things I'm grateful for. And it yeah. just wakes up in that morning, instead of going on your phone straight away, I go on my, open my journal, write three things I'm grateful for, and it's, it's something I already started off to a good day. Yeah. So what are some other little things you probably could give people? I, th I, think, I think that's a big one, and I don't do it enough. And I think the trouble is it becomes, with the, with the gratitude thing, it's like, you've, you've got to really think about it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I'm grateful for the trees and the, the fresh air. <laughs> What what are you what are you really 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 deeply great deeply grateful for? Um, so if, if you do it correctly, it can be it can be a big thing. Mm -hmm. and you just said then about not going on your phone first thing in the morning. Now, I think that's another one. You know, mm -hmm. I, mean, not, I mean I don't know what people look at on the phone in the morning, but even just setting off your day, not sort of consuming what everyone else is doing and that's not a bad thing like you know you, if you can't be social media and who you follow that's not a bad thing at all um but i think it was was it matthew i always forget how to pronounce his second name mahonahay the actor yeah, yeah 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 he was on rogan's podcast i think a few a few weeks or a few months ago and one of the things he said was in the morning just you know having an hour to yourself or, or check no checking in with yourself before you check in with the world i that's think it was a yeah that's he said he said that um and I think that's quite big. And I don't know what that looks like for him. I can't, I can't remember what he said. I don't know what it looks like for other people. But, you know, just really sitting there and thinking, what are you grateful for? You know, what's, what's your intent for the day? Thinking about how you feel. Not, not letting someone else, not decide how you feel. But if I, if I go on, if I read Twitter first thing in the morning, I'm scrolling through and there's freaking thousand articles about how we're going to be in lockdown for the next 37 years. Yeah. I'm going to feel, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter. So I think in terms of starting your day off right and not going on your phone. And I know myself that not going on your phone is a bad thing, whatever. But that first hour in the morning sets the fucking tone for the day. 100%. And if I check my phone, well, I, I would rather have, come the end of the day in terms of screen time, I would rather have sort of six or seven hours total screen time and have not checked it in the morning than have one hour screen time, but that one hour will be first thing in the morning. It's, I think I think it really sets the tone for the day. It, it's funny you should say that. It's because at the moment with my me regarding work, I'm starting work on Monday. So this week I've kind of said to myself is there isn't really much I can do. I've done everything I can right, really do. Is, yeah. But if I get up in the morning, I go for my walk, I could be sat on that sofa for the rest of the day and I won't, I won't doubt myself. 100%. 100 up and I come downstairs and I watch that and then I went on my phone for a bit and then I might go for a walk. I, yeah. feel, I know by fact I would feel like shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, no, you're 100% right. I think in terms of... Uh, fucking, I don't know. In terms of people instantly feeling better, I mean, it's it's rare that in the fucking flick of a switch you can make yourself feel 100 times better. But even just things like you just said then, and it's cliche as it sounds, and I feel a bit of a dick like saying it, but... You know, go for a walk. Fuck me. Take mm, a breath. Crazy what a walk can do for you. One that you fucking love. You know, just just take a minute. 
and write write stuff down write how you're feeling down and i say this to people all the time and again i feel like a bit of a dick saying it because it sounds like oh yeah that'll cure all my problems it's not going to cure all your problems but it might make yourself feel a tiny bit better in that split moment mm -hmm. and then that creates endless possibilities you know what i mean it's not solving everything in that split moment you know do that the best freaking therapist psych psychologist in the world isn't going to do that for you but in their moments then one second decisions it's about trying to do do what you can to just take yourself out of that zone so i don't think there's the specific things that you can you can necessarily do to solve everything but there's just one second decisions throughout the day choices you make um and the, the more the more you do them the more sort of trust and belief and evidence that the work you're going to have so the more you're going to be likely to do them again i think in terms of where we're at, at the moment <laughs> it's a everyone always knows it's a, it's a ridiculous time in it yeah i think with with people specifically struggling at the minute and i don't know about you but i found i found this one to be the hardest out of any of them i completely agree this one is this is a lot difficult than the other ones for me I don't, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of like right or wrong. You know, January, January the first is like it's supposed to be the, the turning point where everyone you know starts fresh again and you know gets excited about the year. However, that long that lasts for people, I don't know. But for everyone, it's it's normally that point. And I think it was almost a bit of a not a slap in the face, but it was like you're on a high, you're like thinking, "Fucking hell, 2020 is done." 2021, and it's like right we're back in lockdown. It's like it's yeah. Like, realization that it's it's moving on into this year as well yeah uh, like corona gives a fuck about what year it is but <laughs> i mean <it's, laughs> yeah slap in the face so, so i think i think for now for people to try and get through these next few weeks of whenever the restrictions get lifted it's accept that and we spoke before about you know self-awareness self-acceptance that you're gonna feel shit some days mm -hmm. simple as and yeah we don't want to stay there but that's reality like you're not feel like you want to get up and take on the world every day and that's okay and you know none of us no one alive now has been through something like this no one on planet earth has been through something like this before so how how we're expected to know the right way to deal with it we're not yeah maybe it happens in 20 years god forbid i hope it doesn't but we might have a bit of a better idea but firstly accept and don't don't put additional pressure on yourself because you don't feel great some days mm. you know it's, it's it's enough as it is we don't need the additional pressure of you know why am i feeling shit we're feeling shit because we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Because we can't see people. We can't do what we want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think when we're speaking about like to-do lists and tasks and getting stuff done before, and I'm, I'm big on that and, you know, setting out my day. But something I've actually done the past, the past week or so is instead of thinking of it as a day, if we look over the course of the week and if you're sat there on a Sunday night and you think, right, this next week I want to, I don't know, do a total of 80,000 steps. I want to do three home workouts and I want to read, I don't know, 100 pages of my book, whatever it might be, don't matter what it is. But if you sat down on a Sunday night and you say, okay, I want to, I want to have done that by, by the end of next week, when I sit here again and look back, that then takes away the, the fear or the worry or the, the potential of waking up on the Monday and thinking, I do not feel good here. I'm fucking not doing it. And sitting in bed all day, eating Pop-Tarts and watching seven <laughs> episodes. And then come the end of Monday, you think, shit, my week's fucked already because I've had one bad day. Mm. If you were to set sort of the, the weekly target, it's like, right, I've, I've not felt great today, but we'll pick it up tomorrow. And that means then, you know, you might do something Tuesday, you might do a bit more Wednesday, you might have a bad day again Thursday. 
but come the end of the week, as long as you've got them things done that you set out to do, mm-hmm. looking back at it, you're not fucking tearing your hair out and beating yourself up because yeah. of the fact that you had money. You're still looking back and thinking, fucking hell, look at everything I've done this week. You know, that's yeah. what I want to do. And you feel good about yourself. Um, and then again, that might make you feel better, give you inspiration to do more motivation the next week. Got to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to feel 100% day in, day out. And I'm not sure I'll do that when things go back to normal, if they ever go back to normal. Um, but for now, I think that's a really, a really good way for people to do it. Yeah. Just to I completely agree, with, especially with the, with the to-do list. Is because I remember when, when before when I first got my journal, I got first got my journal six months ago, and it's six months journal. And I remember at the very beginning of it, I used to be a, a prisoner to my journal. If it said that on my journal. I would, like, I'd refuse to go to meals because I've said I'm going for a swim. Like, things like that. I'm not going for a meal with my family because I wrote on my diary I'm going for a swim. Yeah. Like, like, it used to be, I used to be a prisoner to my diary. And then if, the more I talked about it and the more I talked to people, you don't have to be a prisoner to what you set out at the end of the day. Yeah. Is, yeah, absolutely. All I know is if I write down in that journal, today I want to do a podcast. 80, it's an, probably about an 80% chance it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. That 20% chance that I don't want to do it, I might do it the next day. Yeah. It's just the feeling of that. Uh, I can get it down, right? I can, might be able to tick it off today. It's yeah. better not getting it written down. 100%, yeah. It's, it's still there. And even even just there to sort of remind yourself to do it and accountability. Yeah. I, always say, I always say that nothing, the last, last, when I first started, when I left John first started coaching, the first thing I did was buy a massive whiteboard. And I'd say it's probably, <laughs> I can't think of many things that I've bought that have given me or given me as much value. I've, I've, I've ever been more accountable than my fucking to-do list on the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on there, it's getting done. But yeah, with, with, with on to-do lists, it's, it's easy and it's easy to get swept along and I'm guilty of having to-do lists longer than my fucking arm. And it's very easy to tick off the, the dead easy things and think, oh yeah, I, I feel productive, I'm busy, like getting done because it gives you a good feeling you'll know the dopamine response and whatnot that you take something off and you feel good about yourself but i think it was gochi that said the the things that matter most should never be the mercy of the things that matter least and mm-hmm. it's very easy to just write a to-do list and just keep ticking off all them easy things that that aren't that important but they still give you that sense of okay i've achieved something yeah so be, if you if you're doing to-do lists just be very careful that it's it's stuff that that matters yeah you're not just taking the, the, the easy ride kind of thing. Yeah, I, I always say this. It's because I always say it to my mum too because I, I don't even mean to sound big-headed over it, but I do have really big aspirations and dreams for myself. Mm. And I always say, when I'm older, I am not cleaning my clothes or putting them or drying them. I went, I'm not doing it. I won't, I won't get to a level of financial freedom where I can pay someone to come weekly and do my washing for me. Because <laughs> eyes doing it oh my god so one thing i always say especially to my girlfriend and my mom is i can be productive in a day but is it the right type of productive because we yeah. could sit there all day and go right hoover the floor or or wash the plates or something like that but it's being productive you're doing something but is it the right type of productive that's going to get you to your goal yeah that that's the, that's the kind of the, the scary bit of it and that's what i've thought about these last few weeks as well it's, there's a difference between being busy and being being productive because mm-hmm. in essence all productive really means is doing things that are moving you closer to to what you want to achieve or the type of person you want to be yeah. 
And it's very easy to convince yourself by writing a big to-do list and ticking these little things off that you're doing that. When in reality, um, it's like we said before about the routines, like, are you just getting swept along and doing things because you think you should be doing them? Or is it because it's actually it's actually helping you and benefiting you? Um, and that, that just comes from sitting down and being really fucking honest with yourself. Yeah. Because it is easy and things off off your to-do list does, it does feel good. <laughs> fucking feels yeah. good. But it's like you say, it's not always, it's not always the, the, the best thing or the right thing to yeah, do. I completely agree. Urgent versus important. Are you letting the urgent things take over or take away from the important things? It's very easy to get swept up in day-to-day -day doing the, the urgent things, but mm -hmm. it's the important most. Definitely. Definitely. So we are actually wrapping up onto an hour. It's mad how quick, quick they go. <laughs> yeah. So probably another a deep question again is, is so when... <laughs> <laughs> when you're coming to the end of uh, end of your life, what is something you want to have to be remembered for? Is it, is is the certain goals you want to get? Is this what mm. what is it? Because at the moment it's coaching. Be a kind person. Is it going to be that for the rest of your life, or is there more? Do you think, or is it too big of a question to answer? Do you reckon? <laughs> this was the question that my mum advised to tell you too. So blame her for it. <laughs> I feel like. At, at the minute, I don't know whether this is good or bad, or good or bad. But at the minute, I don't have. You know, I see people these like. I know, I know a lot of people these massive like dreams, aspirations, and they're they're so clear on specifically what they want to do and want to achieve. And I'm a bit jealous of them. Um, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know, being lazy, being scared to sort of sit down and think about what it is that I actually want. Um, but I don't. I really don't have that. I just want to keep. Firstly, in the moment right now, I want to keep helping people. Mm. Uh, I want to keep showing up, and I almost feel that about you know, you know, just be a kind person, being your best. I kind of feel that if I'm if I'm lay on my deathbed and I'm thinking about anything else apart from that, then I've lost myself. Yeah, I, yeah. So as I am jealous of these people that are, are really there, maybe over the next few years, as, as things start to open up, then I'll think. Yeah, I know it, exactly what it is I, I want. I really want to do. I know what I want to achieve. But I think if I can, like we said before, and as cringy as it sounds, whatever. If I can lie there at the end and say that, yeah, I was a good person. I was kind to people. I tried to help others. Had fun. Worked hard. Did my best. Then <laughs> I'll be pretty fucking happy, man. I'll be fucking happy. Yeah. But yeah, Completely. ask me that again. <laughs> Out of a different answer. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do this in like three years' time and see. see yeah, no. But yeah, it, it, it's true what you're saying. You don't have to know now. I remember because my mum was a nurse stewardess for 25 plus years and then she mm. got made redundant. And then she was like, what do I like doing? I like dogs. I'm going to be a dog groomer. And then mm. she has never had an unhappy day since because at the age of 42 or whatever old she is, she finally found a dream. And that's yeah. something I... I used to knock myself loads for thinking I used to be awful for it. My friends used to have money saved and I'd be like, oh my God, I've just fucking spent 500 quid on this weekend going party. And I went, I've not got my life great. <laughs> but and then I just think, and then it implies it, we're still so young to make decisions in life. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to like talk to missus about this at the minute. And I say this, my mum, I mean, she always says this to me, you know, she didn't find what she wanted to do something to yours till she was, she was 40. And there's so much, there's so much pressure, not, I wouldn't say pressure on us because I think we put it on ourselves, but it's sort of like you just said, this panic about 
shit, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Just, just, just live, enjoy, go find things. You know, you might not, you, you probably don't know what you want to do yet. Do you not found like what you're really, really passionate about? And that's, it's not a problem. It, it will come eventually. You keep trying to keep, but there's, there's, there's no rush. There's no rush. No, there isn't. Don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> Well, anyway, I think we're literally coming up to yeah, 57 now, so it's just nearly hit an hour. Perfect. I just want to say a big, big thank you for coming on. And if anybody has got, probably not music questions, because you, you're probably not <laughs> going to have a chance to any music questions. I won't tell you Don't ask me that. <laughs> if you've got music questions, ask me. But if you've got anything, you're struggling, you're feeling down, you feel like you need a coach, someone to talk to, drop yourself a message.